Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Nikki Hoffman, a physician assistant turned real estate agent on the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep, you got it. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, yep. welcome, welcome back, Nikki. Thank you. Excited to have you back in the host seat today. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah, and you know, sicknesses are we're, we've moved on past all those things, obviously. For, for right now, yeah, for now, so we're, we take it one week at a time. Nothing to see here with that. <laughs> no. Um, spring is upon us. I'm excited about you know how we're approaching just the official season of spring. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just so many cool things to get into um you know our guest today i'm excited to just introduce um to our audience Mm -hmm. because it's a a new program Mm -hmm. for habitat for humanity yeah i yes we definitely talk with her a lot about what is going on with habitat for humanity it's more than what you think it's more than just building homes and it's really exciting it is kind of exciting cool and it's a new program so we're gonna Mm -hmm. get a chance to unpack that yeah um but also just knowing that um there is a habitat for humanity um program here in town i don't Mm -hmm. know how many people have known that Mm -hmm. you know it's funny they do get in the newspaper a lot here if you get the winchester star yeah there's some decent publicity about them Mm -hmm. um but I haven't heard anything about this new program. It's yeah. called Aging in Place um, is the official program. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to any Habitat website and they explain it. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to have Becky McGraw mm-hmm. in, who she is a new Aging in Place program coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I will set this up because we did not know this going into our interview when we chatted with her. Okay. It's new to town. Yeah. It's a new position for her. New position and, for her. And new... it hasn't even happened yet. So right. you, you'll hear a little bit of shock it's in our From voices. the ground up. <laughs> we are we yes. are learning about this, right? Learning as we go. So yeah. it's, it's really cool that we're able to partner and hear from her. Yeah. And, so, ho- and hopefully expose people that would have, you know, how many, no one knows that this is probably happening. And Very a, few people. <laughs> and there's a real estate connection, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. Habitat is all about houses. Mm-hmm. And building houses and supporting the community, and supporting the community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great merging of iconic talk worlds mm-hmm. with all the things that we are the, about. Yeah, helping mm-hmm. the community, figuring out what's happening in the community, educating yeah. our audience, and then oh, by the way, there's houses involved as well. Mm-hmm. But this new program is more than just building a house. It's about repairing houses. And let me tell you, I've been to many, many houses over the years uh-huh. here in Winchester. Right. Some are great. And there are some that are not great. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are not great, you know, you're think, I'm, I think to myself, the only way to sell this thing is you got to do something to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. my standard line is, okay, let's just price it right. But there, <laughs> but there are some that just, wow, yeah. you work. And yeah. then, then you, if you compound that with people who are in, you know, a, a more unfortunate situation and low kind of uh, income range who might not be able to fix their house up like they need to, Mm -hmm. then there's a struggle. And so I think that's where Habitat comes alongside and helps. I think the other thing that's funny is, you know, yes, this is the merging of all the things we like to talk about here on this podcast, but also kind of the, uh, when I got here and said hi to Becky and officially met her, it was one of those like Winchester moments where you're like, (laughs) I feel like I already know you because I've heard about you or I know you 
from through this relationship or this relationship. Uh So it kind of had that just whole like Winchester vibe of like, you know, big enough, but still small town feel because I kind of knew who you were before we met here. But I don't know. I just thought that was a funny thing about this too, because everyone always says, you know, Winchester just feels like a small town sometimes. And it does. There you go. Mm -hmm. Well, we have set this up. I'm excited to have you guys listen to Becky McGraw from Mm -hmm. Habitat for Humanity. Yep. So here's our conversation with her. What did you do before Habitat? Prior to that, I have been in corporate fitness for quite some time. Most of my career was in corporate fitness, so I was actually managing the on-site fitness facility for Navy Federal Credit Union. Okay. Oh, wow. Neat. So they actually just had a gym, basically, They for do. Their employees? They have a gym at Navy Federal here in Winchester, uh-huh. so anyone that works on-site at that facility can use the fitness center, and it's a great benefit. Yeah. Yeah. you're at work most of the day, so you can come before or after. That, and... is, that is my goal for Icon Real Estate. <laughs> yeah, we will told have me that a, before. That is literally like we're thinking about it you know so you know it's just you never know you can have something ready to roll for is that how you got to winchester in the first place for that job or what was there something fitness related that brought you to winchester no i was living in leesburg before that and when i became pregnant with my son that was when the the housing market started to go a little wild Mm -hmm. and actually started to build in round hill Mm -hmm. and then interest rates were going crazy at that time and then we actually got out of that contract and said let's just keep looking west okay. so we really didn't come here for any specific reason other than affordable housing right mm-hmm. or more affordable housing sure and at that point i actually did help open the valley health wellness and fitness center oh, nice. so i Neat. helped open that project Gosh. And then for a period of time, I was a stay-at-home mom and actually ran my own cake business, um, Becca Boost Cakes, for some time. So oh, it was a great, I remember that. So it was a great project, right? Yeah. You get people to eat cake, and then you get to personal train them. It's a great business cycle. Self-referral, <laughs> the epitome. Oh, I love the fitness component. I mean, so you're probably an avid fitness person, and we were talking before we started recording about running and stuff like that. What's, what's the, something that you're proud about from your running career? Probably the most. I mean, at that time when I was at uh, Stay at Home Mom and at Becca Boost Cakes, I had, you know, been a stay at home mom for some time and mm-hmm. gained a significant amount of weight. So I was able to lose it by getting back into running and back mm-hmm. into fitness. And at that point, I always tell people I couldn't even run a mile. And coming from a, I mean, I ran in college. I'd run. I think my best mile was a five hundred four mile. Ooh. And at that point, this point, I wasn't able to run even a mile in wow. general. Yeah. So I was able to get back, and then my goals just kept getting getting higher and higher and I was able to link up with the Shenandoah Valley Runners and then mm-hmm. I was around so many like-minded people that were just doing amazing things so mm-hmm. I think the most proud was being able to lose the weight and qualify for Boston Marathon and hmm. then um, get to run a 50 mile race so it was from going back to oh. not being able to run wow. a mile in yeah I think it was 2016 I started in 2000 I think it was 2018 that I ran the 50 miler so oh, wow it was just fun to to be able to, you know, you just don't think that you can do that, yeah. but sure, yeah. sure can. All right, now you're nice. shame. I'm gonna go run 10K in a, in a few weeks and I'm scared of that. So you're like shaming me. You ran 50 miles <laughs> and I'm like, can I really run six point whatever that is? Like, I guess it's possible. You can, yeah? you can do you it. Can. You can Plus do it. during the ultras, there's food and drinks. So you can just yeah. stop and eat and drink and Take a little break Take and keep break going. and keep on going. Yeah, That's just, awesome. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, we're not planning on talking about fitness and running, but <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, we kind of have an 
idea of who our guest is and have our listeners get to know you is helpful. Mm-hmm. So how um, how did you come to find this position at Habitat? Yeah. Explain what you do there also. Sure. So obviously when COVID first happened, things changed in the fitness industry. When the doors were shuttered. Yeah. We went from working on site in a fitness center to being working mm. from home, which mm. was interesting. We got at home and we were like, how are we, how are we supposed to do this? And at yeah. that time we didn't have any virtual systems or platforms in place. So we pivoted that awful word that sure. became so popular <laughs> right. um, and start teaching class via zoom. So we start teaching mm-hmm. classes, but uh, we were able to go back on site in May, but still it, it hasn't changed much. There were limited people on site and I just wanted a change as far as having more access to more people that I can really help and mm-hmm. affect their health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So I did start looking and this position just popped up. And actually Nadine, who was Hmm. the, the executive director at United Way, I had connected with her before and she sent me the job description. She was like, maybe you should think about this. So Uh through her, I even said, I don't know if I would qualify for that. And she said, just, just apply. So Mm -hmm. I did. And I had met um, Kim Herbstritt, who is our executive director. Mm -hmm. Now I'd met her when she was at, I believe the literacy volunteers Mm -hmm. at that time. And so yeah, interesting. We just, so the position is an aging in place program coordinator. Explain that. Sure. Yeah. So that is a division of our critical home repair program. So a lot of people know Habitat builds houses, mm-hmm. but we also have a critical home repair program. Okay. So we can assist those low income homeowners with repairs so they can stay at home. Oh. What we've seen over the past few years is over 60% of the requests we were getting are for individuals that were over 60. Hmm. So a lot of people are calling in that are elderly right. and we're finding a lot of them are living living on restricted income so sure. it might be mostly social security mm-hmm. so the goal of aging in place is to help people stay not only in their home but also uh-huh. in their community as long as they can safely independently and comfortably mm-hmm. so a lot of the repair calls might be a leaky toilet or maybe uh, something right. in my roof but when we're going in there we're seeing maybe they need something to help with accessibility and mobility in and out of their yeah. home oh yeah. nice so is what's the typical age range then i mean you're saying over 60 but i mean they can range all the way to 80s 90s 90 year old people that you're I, helping out i have a potential client right now that's in her hundreds Whoa. wow yes so we did align the program. It is 62 and over for to be qualified for our aging in place program. Okay. We did align okay. that with USDA just because there are funds available. So grants and huh. loans for homeowners for repairs that uh-huh. start at 62 and over. So if if that individual is of at that age, but yes, it yeah. can go beyond whatever awesome. age it is. So how does that work? Yeah. Because do you just send in a crew to, you know, if somebody puts in a request and say, I have this need, I need this help. Then how do you coordinate all of that? What kind of crew members do you use on volunteers? Do you pay people? How does all this work? Sure. So it's a mixture of all. Okay. So mm-hmm. when someone calls in, the goal of the aging in place, prior, like I said before, we were just having that construction type assessment of looking at what the problem is. Mm-hmm. But with aging in place, we'll be going in with a holistic assessment. So looking at everything from the construction as well as how well are they performing their acti- activities of daily needs. Mm-hmm. And I'll be partnering with an occupational therapist or a social worker that will be able to go in and we'll have the construction team do their assessment. And then I'll talk with the homeowner and see what are they 
really struggling with on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And then the OT or social worker can also look and see, watch them interact in their home. Um, are they able to get to a phone? Are they able to turn the lights on? Are there even life safety? Are there smoke alarms? Yeah. Are there grab bars in the bathroom? Is it dangerous yeah. for them to get in and out of the shower? Yeah. And so if they do apply and if we can you know, make sure the funding's available for whatever their needs are. We do have a pool of contractors. And if anyone's listening that is a contractor, we do pay the contractor whatever their fee is. Okay. Oh, wow. We have the funding. Yeah. So we just ask the contractor for the assessment yeah. or for the estimate for sure. the, the repairs. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go in there and then we pay for the contractor to do the work. And then there also are some things that volunteers can do. So it just depends on the scope of the yeah. work. We don't have obviously a volunteer doing electrical or mm-hmm. yeah. professional type work. So we do hmm. utilize. And this is like a merging of our worlds of being real estate agents. We, I mean, we see many clients who we have listing appointments and their houses are older mm-hmm. over the many years. I've even um, marketed myself as kind of a, an estate um, transition agent where like I'll work with people who have family members who live in town to assist them in a transition stage and houses trust me we've seen plenty that are in disrepair and mm-hmm. need help and need work and the knowledge that this program exists is really cool well that's the thing is like how many people even know that this is out there i mean because you know my first thought when i think of habitat for humanity is building homes for new houses for a population yeah. you know that is you know under you know underserved but not helping people that are already living in a home mm-hmm. that may need that. So how do how would somebody, you know, the average person out there, they just go online and look up. How do you determine it's the who's, application process? Yeah. How do you or? determine who's a candidate, or yeah. you know, what's the that process like for them? Sure, we try to be accessible for anyone we do we serve clark county shenandoah and frederick including the city of winchester Uh and as you might know a lot of our rural older adults don't have access to technology yeah (laughs) so for those that do have technology and i do want to say the critical home repair program in general serves any age homeowner Mm -hmm. aip is just 62 and over Mm. so if you do have people that are uh, low income of mm-hmm. any age, they mm-hmm. still can they still apply can. for the program. Mm-hmm. So the there is a repair intake form on our website and mm-hmm. they can apply there. Or if they're unable to do that, anyone can assist them mm-hmm. or they can call in and we'll walk them through that program. And just, nice. we try to t- intake as much information as we can because there's certain programs that might be al- alignable for funding for them. So right. there's funding for veterans, there's funding for disability, there's there's just so many different things out there that we want to make sure we're capturing all the data so we right. can figure out the best way to assist them with their needs. So depending, certain people are you know candidates for certain programs mm-hmm. that may hmm. that may allow that to happen. Are there any stipulations that like once you come in like and the work is done like you have to stay there or live there or be eligible for that to work out? Like, what's the criteria? that we've, you guys judge we've been working on finalizing all of that information i know when we do for example use the usda they do ask that you stay in your home for three years okay. because mm-hmm. they don't want the flipping of houses obviously. <laughs> right yeah that's oh my gosh. So, in the yes. back of my mind that's why i'm asking that yes. like, yeah. this is like an instant easy quick fix flip right. and then make some money yes. and move on move oh, out that's but awful. that's not the, but that's not the purpose of the program right right so then there's a couple of things too. We do want that partnership. And that's the same thing with the house building. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership between that 
potential new homeowner and habitat. Mm-hmm. They put in 250 hours of sweat equity into their own home and they learn about homeownership education and basic home maintenance. And if it's a couple, they put in 500 sweat equity hours before they get their home. Mm. It's the same mm. thing with the critical home repair program. There is some sweat equity that you partner with us. And mm-hmm. it could be anything from, um, you know, maybe you're going to provide water to the volunteers or the contractors, or maybe uh, my idea of one of my ideas with aging in place, especially is maybe they have a great family recipe that they would like to share with us. And maybe we'll put a cookbook together that a new homeowner. So it's kind Aww, of like a cyclical. Yeah. Hmm. So just a way to show that, that partnership and value, especially to our older adults, show them their value and Get, let, have them give back in whatever way or shape form that they're able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do want that partnership for that sweat equity, as well as, like you said, we want you to stay in your home yeah. for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah, we want this to benefit the homeowner. Right. Yeah, not somebody who's going to potentially buy the house. Right. Yeah. So is this program, this has been around. This isn't just new. You're just new to the position. Is, is that right? Or is this a new program that's the, in place? The aging in place is brand new. Oh, so okay. I've been in charge of developing from, from okay. the ground so up. from the ground so, up. Yes. Yeah, that's really so cool. So give us kind of a size of kind of what's the scope of how many of these do you do per month or per year since you've been here since October. We're talking yeah. so only six months, five months you've been doing this. So how many of these have we been working on here in our area? So we haven't completely launched it because it's been from the ground up. So we're just getting to that point. Now we know. Getting my feet wet. Yeah. Um, I took a training too called the, um, it's called Certified Aging in Place Specialist, Mm -hmm. which is through the National Association of Home Builders, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because it it combines construction with design and Mm -hmm. occupational therapy. So I've been doing a lot of training, a lot of making sure all of our decks in Mm -hmm. a row forms mm-hmm. are in place because we want to make it we don't want to have the homeowner be burdened by the process yeah. we want to make sure we're doing an efficient job of getting them involved in the program and getting it out there so we have done we have been getting out and doing some assessments um, okay. there's been some going on and like i said the critical home repair program has been going on um, but i would still say that we've been getting out to several per month uh, taking them in so mm-hmm. probably probably been going out and visiting at least three per month so hmm. far so when's the official launch date then it's it's happening now so happening. we're ready so yeah. everything's good going yes yeah. good what a that's a really cool though change i'm just thinking of you from you know being in a fitness center a corporate wellness type of situation and having your exercise science degree and like taking it's just an interesting spin of taking that background into this new position do you is there anything you miss about like corporate wellness or being, I mean, this is fitness related, but less obviously fitness. Anything you miss or about your old position? I, hmm. I, I mean, the great thing is I still coach people on the side. Okay. So I still get that taste and I'm yeah. still really active in the running community. So I, I'm able to get those on the side. Yeah. I just, um, I think part of my passion about this is, I mean, we're all, we're all getting older and right. The projections of the population are just astounding. Yeah. And I feel like we really we really need to get on getting these gaps filled yeah. because there's going to be such a strain on the resources mm-hmm. available. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a neat time to really get involved and yeah. possibly help some things change yeah. and, and help us all as we it get older. It is various service re- yeah related service component to what habitat does but this is even next level of a specific niche crowd of people Mm -hmm. you know how can you anticipate this impacting our community like once we launch this what's the long-term vision and goal of how 
this new program can help Winchester? I think the population projection for Frederick County is is quite mm. the increase through 2040. I think is 50 percent mm. of over the age of 65. So mm, they wow. keep touting it as like one of the top 10 yes, retirement communities too. in the country. So, yes, so more older people, people hear about are it, coming. they know, and yeah. like, it's a cool place to be. Now you're bringing in people who are 50, already 60, 70 years old, already older. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then if you think about we have that part. And then you all know the housing stock is also aging. So you mm-hmm. have a two-pronged issue happening. Sure. So as much as we see all the new construction, we still have the average age of housing around here still fairly old. Mm-hmm. So we have people we have people that are living in generational homes. Their mm-hmm. grandparents are built or their parents built it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, life happened or you know, something just happened that they're not able to afford the ongoing maintenance and sure. repairs. So yeah. I feel like this is really going to help with you know, not only helping the house stay stable, but helping them stay mobile and independent mm-hmm. uh, because not everyone wants to go to an assisted yeah. living home or right. a retirement community. Yeah. Some people want to be com- yeah. more comfortable in their, that might be their childhood home or where they raise their children. So yeah. it's a sense of security. They want to stay in their community and their home where their memories are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it will uh, be great. I'm going beneficial. through that right now with my grandmother in Florida who just is absolutely wanted to stay in florida we're like come come live closer to us live closer to family and she ended up selling her house to go to a transitional kind of assisted facility and she just keeps regretting it she's like i just want to go back to my old home and if there was a program like that that was existing we could have pitched that as an option for her yeah but there's there's a component of yeah people just want to stay in their home yeah and have it feel you know, like they can still be mobile, get around, do their own thing. But if the house isn't equipped for it, mm-hmm. then that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, wow, it's really that's a real it's a really cool program. I mean, that's exciting that that's happening yeah. in our yeah. in our area. So, lastly, walk me through the volunteer component um, of how can people who are listening get involved hmm. because you know it can help with your aging um, program, but also overall for Habitat. What are the opportunities for our community to help Habitat out here in town? Sure. So we do have volunteer interest form on the website, so Mm -hmm. anyone can go on there. But we do have events throughout the year. We are planning an event on May 21st for the north end of Winchester. And we are specifically working on Highland Avenue for this event. So we are looking for volunteers that want to help us help those homeowners with exterior repairs. So, and it could be anything, like I said, it's does you don't have to have any experience. So if you can paint, if you're willing yeah. to listen and learn, we'll, we'll help train you and educate you yeah. on the safety component. So there is that event. If you're just interested in general, you can do the, fill out the form and we'll help you, um, get everything in place, do the safety training. And like I said, when there's event or there's, um, we have two volunteer teams right now, organizations that they're helping us every month with Mm. a repair. Mm -hmm. We also have, and I didn't talk about this before, but ramps are a big um, aging Mm. in place repair that we're doing. And we're not doing wooden ramps any longer just because of the price of materials. Uh There's a lot more time involved. And plus it can potentially detract from the value of your home so we don't want to put that there and then someone's right. trying to buy your home and this big wooden ramp is there yeah. that has mm-hmm. to be moved. So the great thing about the portable aluminum ramps, I mean, they're still, they're not necessarily portable. They're still attached, but mm-hmm. if you no longer need it, we can move it elsewhere. And the great thing about yep. the ramps is that can be a volunteer project. Uh-huh. It, we had one installed in Winchester by a volunteer team. It took two hours uh-huh. and 
two hours of volunteer effort, a world of difference for this individual to be able to get yeah. in and out of their home. Sure. So yep. most of our homes are not zero step entrances. Mm -hmm. So that is a way that you definitely can give back, but definitely contact us. You can do through the website, you can call in and we'll keep you up to date with any events or projects that are coming up. And like I said, give Love you it. the training needed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's well, good too, to give give the volunteer the training because some people yeah. just want to yeah. do something, but you know, maybe we don't all have the skill set of making home right. repairs yeah. and things like that. Give somebody so. a hammer and they smack yeah. their finger. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of training would definitely help. I remember in PA school, they, we did that at the, you know, the organized groups and participated. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure yeah. you guys do that. If you have, if somebody's listening and they have like an organization and they feel like they want to give a weekend or time mm -hmm. to that, mm -hmm. that you can, you know, find a way for your group to help too. Yeah. Great opportunity for groups, churches, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, Boy Scouts. My son's a Boy Scout. Get them out there. You know, I'm sure we can rustle the trees here and see what shakes out and help <laughs> nice. you out there. So nice. yeah. Well, we always have five iconic questions that we ask our guests so not to feel like that you're being put on the spot <laughs> but just off the top of your head tell us what comes to mind easy questions okay so here's the first one tell us what's one of your favorite restaurants in town i would say my favorite restaurant my goodness i'm gonna you know make someone upset out there possibly oh, yeah you might <laughs> i would say my favorite restaurant i do live in stevens city so paladin is just around the corner i can walk to paladin nice. so i do enjoy going to paladin oh i love it Stevens city roots there yeah cool. what's something you love about your neighborhood I love my neighborhood because it's very close to Shrando, so my son can walk or run to school if he needs oh, to. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. That's awesome. So since you're somewhat newer, tell us why you think Winchester is a great place to live. Winchester is very similar in some ways to my hometown. Uh -huh. So I came from a valley. I'm back in a valley. Yeah. I love the ability to get on any trail within. There's so many trails to get in within 45 minute radius. So mm -hmm. I love being yep. able to get outdoors. Outdoors. Real quick. Love it. Where do you like to spend time with your friends around town? Local or... breweries. Okay. Do you have a favorite? My favorite brewery. Hmm. I'm not going to say if I have a favorite. I just, <laughs> I mean, I do have favorites, but I just like to visit new ones. Mm -hmm. So I do like the, the getting out, but we often do happy hour runs. We haven't done in a while, but we do them sometimes from a sketch -in. So you can get yeah. a oh, little okay. run in and a beer. Yep. So social okay. time yep. And that's with your the Shenandoah Valley runners or? Sort of, uh -huh. yes. I was coaching through a business called Runner in Training. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I like it. Social yeah. good, beer and run. Good great. combo. Yeah, that's Love right. it. that is yeah. fun. You're flying through these. This is great. Last one. What do you think is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Oh, a hidden well, yeah, gem. Yeah, what have you discovered by living here that you think, eh, not many people know about that. And that's really cool. That one is a little bit tough one, especially I've been here for 16 years now. Yeah. So what yeah. has been newer? Yeah. Hmm. I think I would just have to, I mean, it's not, it's just outside Winchester, but yeah, let me think of specifically Winchester. Or just Frederick County, the area, just something that you think people don't know about. You mentioned trails. I was going to say, that's where I keep going back to. Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize that Trando has mountain bike trails, but you can run on them too. So it's just, it's close and it's here. And if you just want to feel like you're in nature, you can pop on down there and yeah. 
Just be aware. Don't put your headphones in when you're on the trails. Good, good call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't know about Sharando having mountain bike trails. There's mm-hmm. trails down there too. Cool. Yep. Yes. Nice. Love it. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. We, just one last quick plug. You mentioned website. Yep. What is the website that people can go to? You know off the top of your head? I believe it is blueridgehabitat.org. Okay. And like I said, look there for volunteers, the repair program, the homeownership program, I'm sure most people have seen we did break ground in the north end of Winchester, five new affordable homes, and we're still looking for one or two homeowners. So awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Okay. Yes, and you got it right. Yes, I was, I'm on it too. Habitat. Yes. <laughs> Dot org. Good job. <laughs> we have found it. No pressure. Well, Becky, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. We're excited to share this with our listening audience. So it's going to be a great partnership down the road. And maybe we'll have you back and you can tell us, report back on, you know, how the program is launched. So Sounds good. Thanks, thanks for so having much. Me. You got it. Well, that was fun. I really appreciate it meeting her yeah chatting with her, you yep. know, so um nikki what'd you learn yeah that was really cool i well first off just really nice to meet becky in person after right. kind of like knowing about her surfacely through town and different things she's been involved in um okay first off just you know just the knowledge that habitat for humanity is doing more than just building homes and mm-hmm. i mean we know about the restore and yep. how they sell products there or yep. sell you know home type things there and and make funds to continue to provide services in the community but i mean the i mean just this whole aging in place you know program is is going to be amazing as she was alluding to like just the general our population is getting older yeah not everyone wants to live in an assisted living or yep. a retirement community. It's genius. If we can yeah. make their homes safe for them, um, even in those fixed income situations, like what, what yep. what's better than that, you know? Yep. And what I learned is that there's money available. Yes. I mean, not not like free money they're sure. getting, but they're here to help people mm-hmm. and utilize the funds they have in a real way to make a positive impact to our community. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a contractor, I kind of got a wind of that, you know, there's opportunities for you to get some business if you are looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you're looking to, you know, if you have a house and you have a family member or a friend that you know, that really could utilize this, these sort of resources, help, help them apply. Yes, you know, exactly. That get is, their names in there. Cause yeah. they might not step up themselves, but if you are there to support them and guide them through that process, mm-hmm. they could utilize that help. Get yeah. that wheelchair ramp in there or fix that leaky roof or whatever mm-hmm. the living situation might be for a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, yeah, yeah. It's so it's just knowing. So we can just get that word out that it's out there mm-hmm. and help those people apply. Cause again, they may not be necessarily tech savvy people right. or have right. even the resources to be doing the things online and things. So, you know, just getting, getting this program out there to the community so that they know that yep. it exists and they can take advantage of it. Yep. And it's, it's like huge. we said in the very beginning, this is the merging of real estate yeah. and supporting our community yeah. and just having that awareness, I think is the start. Yep. So Agreed. thank you, Becky. It's much appreciated. Well, mm-hmm. let's move on to a new segment. That'll be a seasonal segment. Seasonal. It is called our iconic apple blossom segment. I, okay. Yes. Apple blossom is six weeks away. Six Did weeks. You, we had to do our, our counting and our math before we were recording, but it is <laughs> yes. shocking. Okay. It's, um, you know, I kind of officially say it starts on that Friday. But there's all kinds of events that lead up the week before. Yes. I mean, I just researched specifically and on thebloom.com, it is 
They say it is 10 days apple blossom. So it is expanding it year by year. April 22nd through May 1st. Okay. And did you know it's the 95th apple blossom festival? Impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't had an official parade in a couple of years now. Right. Or fireworks. And those are the things that I care about. Right. Like, you know, show me the fire trucks and give me, you know, a grand marshal going down in a convertible and... Give me some and fireworks. You're happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, did you know who the Grand Marshal is this year? I, you have to remind me, okay. but I, I did hear about it. But yes, tell us. All right. So, I mean, I think all the sports fans are going to be well. Not all the sports fans. Not all of them. Some of the sports fans will be happy. So, Terry Bradshaw, NFL uh-huh. Hall of Famer uh-huh. and four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. There are a lot of Steelers fans here. I was going to say, yes, that yeah. is that, that will make a lot of people happy. The interesting thing, too, that I was reading is that he actually was committed in 2020. Was it, committed to a to institution? <laughs> commi- yes. No. Many people might think <laughs> no, that. No, committed to being the Grand Marshal. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, let me clarify. <laughs> And, you know, obviously it was canceled. Yep. Apparently he recommitted to 2021 oh. and then it was, you know, so he really wants to be a part of this parade. So I think wow. that, you know, whether you're a fan or not, yeah. if you're a fan of Apple Blossom, you should be, you know, you should be really happy to yeah. see him this year because he's obviously been wanting to do this. He is one goofy guy. I mean, if you watch him, you're not a I, I see person, some of, yes. Yeah. He, he's like just wacky. You just so, don't yeah. know what he's going to say or do. So I'm in. I'm ready. You yeah, know. he'll be fun to watch yeah. on, the, on the on the convertible. Get him, a, <laughs> get him a couple drinks beforehand and see what happens, you know? Yeah. See if he's throwing footballs to people or what. But yeah, that yeah. could be fun. Yeah. So anyway, so we just wanted to kind of, that's going to be our first, you know, first week talking about Apple Blossom. We're okay. going to give you some little tidbits each yep. week for the next six weeks. Love it. So um, just going along with Becky's history and, and being, you know, into fitness and being uh-huh. a competitive runner, yeah. we thought this week we would talk about the two races that are a part the races, of yes. Apple Blossom. Yep. So on the Friday, April 29th, there's that Kids Bloom and Mile, which I know I've seen pictures of that kids doing that every over year. The years. That is a tradition. Yeah. And yeah. we have graduated on Yeah, you, they from do that. the real one now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you have a younger kid and you want to do the Bloom and Mile, that is on the Friday at four o'clock. It is fun. Yeah. I mean, just watching all the kids circle Hanley and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, some of those kids can run. I yeah. mean, we're talking like they would put me to shame. And they're running like five and a half minute miles when they're like 10 years old or something silly like that. Crazy. So, yeah, it's then, fun. Yeah. And then the Valley Health uh, 10K. The 10K. You know, um, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for that because my other race that I was mentioning earlier mm-hmm. is going to be a week before that mm. in Richmond. Okay. And yes, I'm going to be in full training mode, gearing up for my 10K in Richmond that I'm going to hopefully just kind of stumble across the finish line for. I know so many people that run historically in this 10K oh, here yeah. in town. Uh-huh. And it's a thing. I yeah. mean, every now and then I'll pop down there and see the finish line. I'm like, uh-huh you ran this race i'm looking around I'm like if you ran i probably now you're embarrassing me because you're out there running and it's, i'm it's, it's for everyone right it's com- i mean it's yeah community atmosphere there's definitely exactly. a running um community here mm-hmm. in town that i'm more and more aware of becky's mm-hmm. a part of it yeah um you know we've had uh the hanley cross-country coach on mark before stickley, mark yeah. stickley mm-hmm. we also know um the photographer in town who was also james wood cross-country coach matt lofton he's oh, a big yeah. a part of the community now okay. so shout out to you matt i know you listen so thank you <laughs> um so it'll be it's just a cool community building experience okay yeah 
Yeah, I mean, and I've seen moms in pushing strollers. I mean, so it's like a, you know, it's it's not all just people competing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's no, for fun. It's so, for fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, keep on the lookout. Like you said, every week we will give a little tidbit yes. about Apple Blossom. Exactly. Well, what are some of the local events coming up in the next uh, week or two? Okay, so again, kind of going into... You know, Becky said one of her favorite things to do is check out breweries, yeah. but she didn't want to name a favorite. We can so name some. I'll just, I just pulled a couple of events coming up in the next um, week or two. So um, Saturday, April 2nd is the grand reopening of Old Town Cidery oh. on Cameron Street. Cool. So they're going to be having um, a food truck. Have you heard of this? Uh, it's called Scrimp Shack. It's like a... No. Yeah. So they're actually over on Gateway Plaza. So huh. they have a food truck. Okay. Uh, but so their location, their restaurant locations in Gateway Plaza, but they're going to be there um, at this uh, grand reopening. So shrimp shack? So it's they, called scrimp. Scrimp? So I, yes. Do they serve s- shrimp or do they serve scrimps? I think it's scrimps. like, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's... You know, fried seafood and okay. like, you know, that kind of stuff. Awesome. So Winchester Brew Works is going to be there to help them celebrate. So they're, you know, kind of kind of bringing in the new spring season on Saturday, April 2nd from 1 to 9. Cool. And then the following Saturday, April 9th from 5 to 8 p.m. This sounds really fun. So you have to buy tickets for this. You want to go to their website yep. to check it out and see if there's still tickets available. Yep. Battle of the Bartenders at West Oaks yep. Farm Market. And we talked about it last week a little bit. You know, oh, you Sarah's did? excited okay. about it too. Okay. You know, awesome. so 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 yes. So that sounds like that's gonna be really fun. That and is it thing supports to do. NW Works. So, you know, all the local b- bartenders are gonna show off like their favorite drinks that they make. Yeah. You can vote on favorites, yep. appetizers. That sounds like cheer fun. on your favorite local bartender. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Back to drinking. It's all about um, you know, events listen, and drinking. Fitness. Fitness, even Fitness, Becky admitted it, right? Breweries, yeah. Yes. I mean, she was the epitome of balance. She had a yeah. cake company. Yeah. No, oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> she made yeah. cakes. <laughs> made cakes and run, and there you go. And, yeah. And she's proud of, uh, you know, kind of the weight loss and getting back into shape. Yeah. 50 miles. Uh, that is that is impressive. Uh, so. I can't. I can't. <laughs> no. I would, I would pass out way early on in yeah, that race. Well, 100%. I'm excited about what's happening. Apple blossom season, the weather, mm-hmm. spring, all that good stuff. Definitely well, feels like spring is here. Yep. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk, and we hope you learned something. Please, hopefully learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. Absolutely. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we would love if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share the podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time, think iconic.